This is the Colts Free Agent Tracker, a look at some key in-house free agents this offseason. In the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio, here's the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. Let's fire it up again. Welcome back to the Free Agent Tracker podcast series here on Colts.com, the Colts mobile app, and the Colts audio network. This is our off-season look at some of the in-house free agents for the Indianapolis Colts leading up to mid-March. Colts have 17 players that will become either unrestricted or restricted free agents unless they're signed, re-signed by the Colts. First, earlier this week, we dove into the offensive lineman profiles of free agents Matt Pryor and Dennis Kelly. Both those guys obviously uh, played a, a part in the Colts' offensive line last season. And then last week, we talked about wide receiver Ashton Doolin and linebacker Bobby Okereke. So if you missed those, check them out right now on demand on the Colts Audio Network. But today, we're talking all things defensive line and Taekwon Lewis with Casey Vallier and Ring of Honor wide receiver Bill Brooks. Bill, how are we doing today? Doing well. Yourself? I'm good. Kind of in a post-Super Bowl hangover. <laughs> yes. I'm excited that the Colts have a new head coach, but what, what's the countdown? Like 30 more Sundays without uh, football. Oh boy! Oh, no, I have no idea if that's accurate. <laughs> Completely <laughs> really made puts that, that in perspective. Yeah, it does <laughs> put it in perspective, though, because after the Super Bowl, I mean, there's nothing going on except if you want to watch some other college hoop, college hoop, yeah, yeah. like that. Those NBA's sports. in full swing. Yes, it is. No so, doubt about uh, it. Those things could uh, keep your attention for a little while. Yeah. Are you a, are you an XFL guy back in the day? I know that's coming back, board, but USFL. Uh, did you have time for football in the spring? Uh, I actually, I did. When USFL started, I was actually at Boston University, and they had the Boston Breakers were practicing and played yeah. at, at Boston University, Nickerson Field. So I did watch it then when I was in college. So I did watch a little bit of uh, USFL, watch the Boston Breakers, the New Jersey Generals, and yeah. all those teams. <laughs> Before uh, Trump ruined everything. Yeah. Right? They called Birmingham, it small potatoes. Yes, the Birmingham <laughs> Stallions, all those teams back then. So I, yeah. I, did, I did enjoy watching it. All right, well, let's get down to brass tacks here. Let's talk about the free agent profile, Tyquan Lewis, who wrapped up his fifth year in the NFL. Hard to believe, year number five for Tyquan. He signed a one-year deal in free agency last offseason, so he's doing the whole song and dance again here uh, this spring. Only played in seven games last season because his season was over in week eight. Suffered another torn patellar injury against the Washington uh, Washington Commanders in the fourth quarter of that game. Um, had the same injury in 2021 on Halloween against the Tennessee Titans. Last season, 2022, posted a sack, 14 tackles, two tackles for loss, two passes defense before that injury, and was a solid rotational uh, component and piece to the Colts' defensive line and started four of the seven games that he appeared in last season. So, Casey, I'll start with you. What did you make of Tyquan Lewis's last season, 2022, and the production that he was giving the Colts before that devastating injury, not in terms of physical, but just you know psychologically having right. to go through that again for the second straight year? I mean, that's the biggest thing. I thought prior to his injury in 2021, he was really starting to come into his own. He kind of was – it's almost like – I mean, he's, he's had a handful of injuries, so it took him a while to kind of just get into a rhythm. And it seemed like he was getting there and he had that injury on Halloween. And then last year, it's almost like he almost picked up kind of right where he left off. It took him a little while to kind of get into the flow again because he was limited during the offseason, so getting back into football shape and all of that. But I thought yeah. leading up to the injury here in 2022, it was kind of like – we were picking up right where he left off before that injury. And, I mean, you talk about devastation. You talk about this injury. It, it rarely happens in football. This is an injury you don't see too often. And for him to have it, 
in back-to-back years, it, it is just brutal, and devastation is probably the best way to put it. Yeah, it is devastating. And you know, it happened from one knee into oh. the other knee, mm-hmm. and it's, it's just so sad for a young man because he worked so hard last offseason to come back from that injury. And then in previous years, he was injured also. Yeah. Different times, uh, different seasons, um, back, you know, before last year. So uh, very tough for the young man to go through that again this year um, to have that injury because before the injury, I thought, as you said, Casey, I thought he was playing pretty well, doing a nice job as a rotational player for the defensive line, giving them some good play, um, having a few starts, getting in there, getting some playing time, doing some things good for the team that will help them uh, as they can rotate the guys through and have some fresh guys out there, especially late in the in the game where you can get some good pass rush for some guys that are real fresh going off the, uh, the quarterback. So uh, it was tough for the young man. Hopefully he bounces back. Um, usually with those injuries, it's I'm not worried about the physical part. It's more yeah. the mental part right. of dealing with it, um, dealing with those injuries. Yeah, and, and Taekwon Lewis, if you know him, <laughs> if you're around his personality, if you know his – his presence at all and the head that he has on his shoulders there's nobody that can handle this adversity better than Taekwon Lewis because of his level of optimism yes the way that he carries himself the way that he sort of sees things in the bigger picture for himself it's just such a shame that this happens once again in a contract year for him which is obviously going to impact his NFL future with the Colts or somewhere else in the NFL since we're talking about the injury, Bill, what is your level of optimism that he can come back fully healthy and be the player that we saw in Halloween 2021 or November of 2022 when he's when he's out there, he's making plays. What's your level of optimism that from a health standpoint he can come back and be Taekwon Lewis of old? Well, why I, I, the one thing that encourages me about him coming back is he's been through it before. Mm-hmm. So he has an understanding of what it takes to get back. Yeah, the benchmarks that he needs to be at. Exactly. Right? So he knows when he needs to be at a certain area. He knows what he needs to do um, with the trainers, with the with this rehab, and his personality. As you mentioned, you know, upbeat, always upbeat, staying positive because – as I mentioned earlier, to me, it's not so much the physical part of it, it's the mental part of it, because I never went through an injury like that or any, anything close to it, but from what I've talked to other individuals that have gone through different types of injuries, it's the mental part of it. You rehab, and you think you should be making progress, but you actually don't make any progress. You actually kind of regress a little bit, and it becomes mentally frustrating where you think it should be ahead of your schedule, uh, what you thought you should be, and that makes it very difficult for you to continue to go on, and I think... With his attitude, with his positive attitude, I think he can overcome that and yeah. not worry about that as far as getting uh, depressed that he's not moving as fast as he wants to move. Yeah. So um, I think he'll be fine. I think he can get through it. Uh, like I said, he's been through it before. I think he'll be fine and be ready to go. Um, it's just a matter of you know, if it, where he's going to be next yeah. year. I know we're not doctors and we didn't sleep in a Holiday Inn last <laughs> night, but I mean, what what are what are the odds? I would love to know the you know statistical probability, if oh. that's the right phrase, for this injury to happen, but then to happen to the same player in consecutive seasons. It's nuts. It's wild. And and you know, different knee and almost to be honest with you, almost the same, same time, time period. Yeah. Yeah. Same yeah. time Early period. November. So wow, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't understand it. And uh, like you said, wouldn't know the 
probability that would happen or it, it wouldn't or it shouldn't happen. Right. No well, question about it. One of the things I want to touch on is briefly what Matt said. If you, if you know Taekwon Lewis, I mean, and, and Bill, you were alluding to it too. I mean, the way that this guy's mental makeup is is bizarre. I remember last year, you know, after he was coming out of rehab, where, where he, I, I was having a hard, harder time dealing with it, interviewing him than <laughs> right. he was going through it. Yeah. Hey, I mean, remember I, that? I remember hey, he was sitting in here after he re-signed and him talking <laughs> about it. He got hurt, and he said the first thing he did is he smiled and said, okay, let's get over that. Like, right. if me, I'm thinking, I mean, it would be doomsday. It would be like, this is the worst thing. How could this happen to me? I'm, woe is me. Exactly. And you listen to this guy, and you're like, wow. I mean, he's just a completely different breed. So that's one of the things that, for me, I look at, it's a terrible injury. It's it's awful on a whole bunch of levels. It's a contract year, all of that. But you think about the person going through this rehab, and, and that's what I, I am. I hate to say this. I'm glad that it's Taekwon because he is the kind of guy that his mental makeup and the way he is just attacks life every day. He is going to get through this, and he's going to be out on the other end, kind of going, "Well, you know, those two injuries led me to get here." And th- mm-hmm. that is one thing that I really hope that it's still a part of this organization to watch that because Taekwon is just a great success story. He's just going to make it something positive for him, yeah. you know. And he's, he's going to use it as a stepping stone for himself, and that's a great attitude to have. I mean, for a young man to have that type of attitude, that's the type of player you want on your team. Someone that's going to look at things positively. Hey, we'll get through this. I don't know how, but we're going to get to the other side, and it's going to work out. Yeah, no question about that. He is, he's a unique, special type of player for sure. Um, let's go back to the film, though. When he was out there, Bill, he's got the position flexibility. He's a yes. rare type of player because in certain situations and packages, you want him out there playing defensive end based on the opposing tackle, same thing. He can kick in and play inside. He can play the three-technique position. Where did he mostly play in the Gus Bradley defense, and where do you think his best fit is going forward as a player in, in terms of having his fit within this scheme? You know, when I looked at some of the film from uh, last year, you know, he played both inside and outside, and, and some of the things I saw that he did, you know, he took on some double teams a couple of times being inside, those big guys, and, you know, it was one time he was outside, he he, he, uh, he looped up back inside and and help uh, the end get up there and get some get some pressure on the quarterback so I look at him personally I, I like for him to play outside mm-hmm. I think because of his size I know he's he's about 270 275 ish around there going up against those guys in the middle with the big guys probably close to 300 pounds and taking on some double teams after a while I think that can wear on a, a, a young man like that especially coming off of two injuries like that with his legs uh, his knees I would like to see him outside. That's me personally. Get some pressure um, from the outside on the quarterbacks, getting up the field, have a little bit more one-on-one um, battles against the tackles and also holding that edge there to keep everyone, everything inside. So I would like to see him uh, at out there on the end against those tackles. So, But in saying that, he can do both. You know, it's not like he, he has to be outside or, or whatever. He can do both, and I think that helps a defense knowing that, hey, I can put this guy on the inside and not miss a beat. He can play the three technique, or he can play outside and put some pressure on the quarterback from outside and also hold the edge against some runs. Yeah, you look at it too, and we tend to do this on these podcast series, you know, the, the devil's advocate angle of this, and that's, I guess, what I'm good at. But if you, if you look at just, you know, the whole, you know, transparent uh, story on these players, there's, 
the concerns, there's the positive, and if you look at his career so far, he hasn't played a full season more than just once. Only right. one time has he played a full season, and it's not all on the player. I mean, it's bad luck. I mean, we just sit here and chronicle uh, the, the statistical odds of, of Taekwon going through what he's going through right, right now, but... The fact remains, Casey, that he has been injured. He spent some decent time in the training room trying to rehab a myriad of different things. Is, is that a concern to possibly re-signing a player who's been often injured since uh, being drafted out of Ohio State in 2018? I mean, clearly I think it's one of those things that it's the elephant in the room. You would be wrong to look at it and say, oh, we can't look at the injury history because it's just – bad luck because it is part of the resume it is part of the tape that he's out there where there's a handful of stuff where he's not out there and that is a concern and that as we've talked about you know you play devil's advocate we all love Taekwon Lewis but it is one of those things that does kind of hurt when it looks at you know where you're going to you know put him on your hierarchy of of you know how important he is to bring back or how much you can even count on a player when that injury history is there yeah. it's one of those things we talked about the first three years of Paris Campbell's career. I mean, it was, you can't count on him, not because of the play on the field, it's just because of everything else. And this year you saw the Colts were able to count on Paris to be able to, it's it's very similar with Taekwon. When he's out there, you're very comfortable with what you're getting production-wise. It's just how long can he be out there, and that is the biggest question. That is what's going to be when, you know, whether it's here, whether it's somewhere else, that question is going to continue to be asked until you can kind of answer that bell with a clean bill of health. So that is going to be the biggest thing when you look at his free agency candidacy is is where that health kind of is on that hierarchy of, of what's yeah. important. What Was that a pun towards Bill, his uh, clean bill of health? Because Bill never it, missed games. It wasn't, but that, I'll take it. Sure, I'll well, put that I, in I there. won't go that far. I'm sure I've missed some games, but anyway. But uh, back to Taekwon. Um, but when you're talking about the defense and you want the effectiveness of your defense, especially the defensive line, you look at the rotation, you know, having a rotation. The bottom, the bottom line with rotations is having people available. Right. You have to have people available so you can have a good functional rotation of the defensive line, putting pressure on the quarterback, giving your guys some rest so you can have guys fresh in the fourth quarter to get after the quarterback. And that is a question, as Casey mentioned, you know, is he going to be healthy enough to play? Is he going to be healthy enough to get through a whole season? And, and when know, does he come back? Is it yeah, right yeah, training yeah, camp? That's exactly. A good, that's a good you know, point. Last year he came back and he was fine for the – for right. most of the season, but we don't know how he's going to respond this time to yeah. uh, the injury. So we don't exactly know what's going to happen during the offseason, during his training and things of that nature. So, you know, it is a question. So I, I think who, the decision that's going to be made it has to take into an account his injury history mm -hmm. and his availability, possible availability uh, for the offseason and for the season. Yeah, final thing, doubling back on, on position flexibility, because another guy who has it, within that defensive line is Dio Adangbo. And we saw once Taekwon's injury occurred, Dio's involvement, his participation, his playing time went way up. In fact, it was skyrocketing. And Dio looked like a guy, Casey, towards the end of the season that was really starting to come into his own. He had a yeah. couple of sacks towards the end of the season. He had that two-sack game against, I think it was the Minnesota Vikings late in the season. Yeah. So how much of Adangbo's development, because he's going into year number three, he's still under contract, and I think, for lack of a better term, the light bulb for him is starting to go off and you feel really comfortable while, about what he's going to give you next year and sort of breaking out. So how much of uh, uh, Dengbo's development is going to impact 
how the Colts feel about Taekwon Lewis in free agency coming off that injury. I think that is a big part of it, too, because, yeah, you want to have depth. You want to have a lot of guys you can rotate in and out, but you also want to have that core group. And I think Dio showed there late in the season after we talk about the Taekwon Lewis injury, he really kind of blossomed. And it was one of those things where his rookie year was tough to judge because of coming off the Achilles in college. You know, pretty it was, it was really fast for him to get onto the field and learn everything. So his rookie year was kind of a wash. And it almost like look, almost played out to be that first part of his second year was kind of that learning curve into the yes. NFL, and he kind of mm-hmm. had the light bulb, as Matt said, kind of click on. So he is one of those guys that you look at, you're hoping he can grow from where that second half of last year can be, where he is a a 100. I mean, one of those guys you really rely heavily on. You need depth, but you also want to have that group where it's like it doesn't matter what time of the game, we've got to have those guys on the field. And I think Taekwon early in the year was one of those guys. Mm-hmm. But I think, as you talked about there, Matt, with Dio's kind of emergence, that is one of the things that might hamper you know, the, the ability to bring back Taekwon here or to see what that role is going to be. We talk about depth, especially in the trenches on, the line, on both sides of the line. You want to have a lot of guys who you can play because injuries are just a part of the game. But I think it's also one of the things you look in and you don't want to have too many guys to do the exact same thing. And that's where Taekwon and Dio are. They're both very similar in the way they play. And Dio, as Matt mentioned, he's under contract, and he is kind of blossoming. So that is going to be an interesting factor. Yeah, Yeah, you look at Dio's stats from last year. Played 17 games, five sacks, five tackles for losses, 11 QB hits, and 31 tackles. And a lot of that came once – uh, Taekwon went down with the injury yeah. and he started playing, getting more playing time. Right. And you, start, you saw him start to grow as an individual, as, as the player on that defensive line as far as Dio is concerned. And I think the more playing time he gets, the better he's going to feel, the better he's going to be, and the better he'll have a feel for going out there playing on a, a regular basis. So I think as you the questions you asked, Matt, in regards to how it's going to affect Taekwon, I think it's going to affect Taekwon quite a bit because I think Dial is growing. He's getting better. And he, you know, if he can stay healthy, mm-hmm. um, he's one of those guys that, as Casey mentioned, he can be consistently out there playing and giving some uh, production for the defense. And it's going to have an effect on Taekwon whether you bring him back or not. And yeah. Of course, we'll see what happens with Taekwon as far as his rehab goes through uh, this offseason. You know, there's such a yin and yang to all of this. Right? Yes. We always hear next man up, but you know, you just you, you have two different conflicting 100 percent you know ideas about this because yes. Taekwon Lewis, you feel bad for him as a player, but at the same time, it opened up the door for Dio Adengbo to really come on, and you love that because the Colts, as we know, Chris Ballard has talked openly that they were flirting with Dio Adengbo picking him in the first yes. round. Had it yes. not been for his injury exactly. in the draft process of what was that 2020, yeah. 2021 again. COVID's got me all screwed up, but <laughs> all you know, he, yeah. was, he was that good of a talent potential-wise. Yes. The Colts were thinking about picking him up out of Vanderbilt in the first round, but yeah, that was the quitty pay year. They picked him exactly. up and then went back-to-back edge rushers in the first and second round. That's a breakdown of Tyquan Lewis on this installment of the Free Agent Tracker podcast with Bill Brooks and his clean bill of health. Casey Valier, <laughs> same ways. He's looking over there spry, so I appreciate you guys. Fantastic job as always, and uh, we'll, we'll do it again next week. Week. All right, sounds Alrighty. good. All right, next week, by the way, we're breaking down and discussing defensive end Ben Banigou and also wide receiver Paris Campbell. And again, earlier this week, we talked about Matt Pryor and Dennis Kelly on the offensive line free agent tracker podcast. Last week, 
We dove into Ashton Doolin and Bobby O'Karake. All of those podcasts are available now on demand on the Colts Audio Network. Again, for Bill Brooks, Casey Vallier, I'm Matt Taylor. Thanks for listening to the Free Agency Tracker Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. So long.